You're listening to Grant's Rants. Subscribe and spread the word. There are a lot more rants to come. Listen anytime on all major podcasting platforms. And now, back to the show. I hope you really enjoyed that Kate Casey chat. Uh, she's just so smart and the perfect person to kind of go housewife by housewife with and share her POV. I didn't want to take too much more of her time, but I wanted to make sure that I could share with you this Roni rundown. Just you and me, just a one-on-one chat. Let's get started with part one. Uh, I talked with Kate about that theme uh, the reunions passed. I, I thought it was creative, but it was a smattering of a lot of stuff, and, and the rugs were not appreciated. Uh, Andy tells Ramona right away that she looks best ever, and of course, she's like Kool-Aid smiling, like that. everything she ever wanted in that statement. The only problem was the man that told her wasn't straight. Uh, you know, she that's everything she ever could possibly want in a compliment. Dorinda and Ramona and Leah fight about quarantine, and uh, Ramona claims that she had COVID and Lyme disease at the same time, and it was a miracle. She is not only ageless, but, uh, you know, a superhero, apparently. And, you know, the the teasing of having to stay with Mario in in Miami, um, I think we're kind of over all of it. I, I myself am done talking about quarantine and how people spent their time. I get it. I see you, but you know, enough is enough. And I I don't really plan to watch OC at all. I guess that's going to be half the season is their quarantine. So not really interested in that at all, especially like self tape stuff. I need an escape. Nobody looking for that. Leah had a profile and uh, we talked all about the vagina wings and how it came from uh, results of hallucinogenics at 17 um, I, you know, the ego on her, um, I, I really like her. This is not a bash, but, you know, she very publicly negotiated her contract, bringing in WME, who's, you know, a big, big time agency here in LA, um, could get for her. And I'm sure a lot of it has to do with, you know, married to the mob and the like. So th- that's good. I just, I worry about a sophomore slump with her and I worry about the ego. Both go hand in hand. We've seen it so many times so let's see let's see how that goes dorinda in this first part deflected all alcohol talk she says that she's um you know always very sensitive about it and finds that it's very accusatory that ramona blames uh well, she goes she blames ramona as using it you know as a tool to hurt others and by the way ramona does not support other women according to Dorinda. You know, my favorite theme of New York, women supporting women. I I still have yet to really see it, um, especially from Ramona. Wasn't she a no-show to Luann's uh, test show that she did? Hmm. Uh, Tinsley gets a whole profile at this point in the episode. She's thriving with Scott. Uh, she's working with PETA. And um, everyone except Dorinda really backpedaled on their support for her and Scott. And, you know, they think it's so wonderful. And, you know, they're going to build out the closet. And, um, you know, everyone but Dorinda could get on there. But we we all saw it. We saw that they completely ignored Tinsley at that bar slash dinner. Um, and they basically laughed at her. So no good. 
Um, there was a season 11 fight the previous season. Uh, I mentioned with Kate, it was from Mexico. It, it wasn't, it was from, I, I don't even remember, but it was on that trip with Bethany. And, uh, apparently Scott gave some money to John, or there was an inquiry about money and, uh, Dorinda turned on Tinsley. This is how she views it, uh, as, as, as re- with regards to Tinsley and Dorinda's relationship. She thinks this was the breaking point. It seems to be that way. Did you see the commercial for Coupon Cabin or whatever it was with uh, everyone with their boyfriends, including Carol? I mean, they were cool at one point. I mean, she did the commercial. Uh, but yeah, I you know, it always comes down to money. I'm not surprised. How many people do we know, uh, relatives or friends, things have fallen out because of money? And that's what it seems to be like here. In part two, Dorinda's friend Greg apparently planted the story in page six that she was taking a break from John, and he did that on her behalf. You know, Dorinda, this doesn't seem very forthcoming of you. This doesn't seem like you are um, being very open on the show, especially if you're having a friend plant a story. Um, I don't She really lost that argument at the reunion, especially with me. Um, Tinsley is convinced that Dorinda turned on her when Scott gave the money to John. Again, I think she's onto something. Again, follow the money. Politics, housewives, business, um, follow the money. Dorinda's still upset, though, that Tinsley was credited with bringing Leah into the group. And I kind of liked this because this did show the fakery of the show. Again, when she was brought in, even in press, I remember talking about on Grant's Rants. Um, she was Leah was introduced as Tinsley's friend. Remember, they had that workout class, which I later believe was the whole boxing situation. But this points to some fakery. So Bethany gave a list of 30 names. So for those people who think these are women are all friends, are you kidding? It's all cast. So that's what we get. Uh, you know, Leah had not, didn't know anybody. She did get to know Tinsley. I believe they now, today, in October of 2020, have a genuine friendship, but she wasn't brought it that way. So I'm glad that like they really exposed that. And Dorinda, I'll give her credit for that. Uh, she's still upset, though, that, you know, Tinsley wasn't so forthcoming, and she claims even Bethany hid stuff, too. Um, and, you know, she got upset that she could not commit to finishing the show. Tinsley then was dismissed, which I was really kind of hoping she'd be able to sit there and weigh in. I didn't think she'd have too much to say, but... Tinsley, I have no problem with her. I think, you know, her departure only made me like her even more. So I'm sad to see that, uh, you know, she was shown the door so suddenly. Then we head into this Lou segment. And she had a great season, in my opinion. Uh, she's the, now the sober voice of the show. Uh, I, you know, it's like we said, I guess in comparison, she looks pretty good compared to everybody else, but I, I think she did good. I, I don't really mind her. I'm glad that she's still on the show. She doesn't contribute that much. Again, I'm still over the cabaret, but I'll take it. I'm glad that she's, you know, still there, still on the show, blah, blah, blah. Um, you know, I have nothing else really to say about Lou. She was very seldomly seen or heard on this reunion in between the, all the backdrops of couches and fabric and all these other distractions uh lou kind of you know faded into the background at this reunion in my opinion um now we get it to the point where leah talks about her bipolar diagnosis and ramona is claiming outing her was not malicious uh in the tone that she used and how she was presented it was 
uh, you know, of course, having to bring in a friend to say that the friend looked up this article from the past. And, you know, the, the, the bad part is that Leah's daughter had no idea. Um, I didn't know how closely Leah's daughter watched the show, but um, nevertheless, you know, this is extremely personal and there's just, there's no right here on Ramona's part. You can't justify it. I think she does eventually come around and realize that and that she apologizes, but, you know, it was another thing that she kind of used as a weapon, which was not good. Um, then this whole notion of teaching people comes up because Ramona will not admit that she has a facelift and, uh... <laughs> You know, they want to have like teach people. That's what that's what Ramona said to Leah about bipolar. Oh, I gave you an opportunity to teach people about your bipolar diagnosis. Ramona, she doesn't want to use that opportunity. That was not part of the deal. And so Dorinda turns it on, around on her and with the facelift and said, Yeah, be honest about your face. Teach people. <laughs> and um I like that. Anytime that you can, you know, really spin Ramona's words against her, it's just too easy. And it's true. It's just too easy. So I like that, you know, the women supporting women and they're there to teach people. Okay, sure. So speeding on through to part three, uh, you know, I've talked about it here with you guys every week, the social climbing. We get a whole segment about Ramona's social climbing. And I mean, everyone's kind of says what we've been saying. I've had now multiple, many, many different guests on this rundown. And we've all kind of said the same thing. It's ridiculous. The 50, 60 friends, you know, how Sonia brings Ramona down. What an insult. I, I, you know, Sonia just takes it all and says, we're family. This isn't any big deal. I'd be pissed because she keeps letting Ramona get away with it. And, you know, she has, we did see Sonia upset about it a little bit, but then that was all written off by her being drunk and on the water pills and all that. Um, I, I just think it's going to continue to happen. Because Ramona is not going to, she's going to get away with it every time. She has and she will continue to, unfortunately, and she shouldn't be able to. Uh, you know, I don't really know what else to say about these 50, 60 girlfriends. There's the, the debate over her having a fake Gucci bag. Uh, Sonia yelling Chinatown. Um, I think the whole thing is gross. I've never heard of somebody asking to give money like that so she could get a certain gift. That, that like... If she wanted, if Ramona wanted to impress the 50, 60 friends, she'd say, you know what? I turned whatever age and I went out and treated myself and bought myself my dream bag. And I think everyone would say, that's great. As opposed to having to take up a collection like you're in a church. Uh, you know, unimpressive to say the least. Um, then Elise comes up and Ramona calls Elise a black widow and um, that Elise did not basically have blind loyalty to Ramona all season. And she turned on her. And now that's what happens. Um, I think, you know, the intention was for Ramona to have a number on her side to bring in Elise that would just be her lapdog, and it didn't work out. And so that's the end of that. Um, no need to bring Elise on, I guess. Um, maybe less money in COVID testing. I, I don't know why she wasn't there. You know, Barbara did, I think, she had less appearances than she was at the last reunion. And I liked Barbara, but um, I don't know what she was doing at the reunion. Barbara did come up. Now that relationship is over with, with her and Lou completely. Lou blames her for it. I don't I follow Barbara on Instagram. I, I don't think Barbara's that bad. I think she's almost too real for the show. And, you know, it just, it wasn't a good match. But Housewives continuing to maintain the long tradition of destroying longtime friendships. Rest in peace, Elise and Barbara Kay. See ya on the other side. 
Now we're getting into the Sonia segment, basically highlighting her financial and business failings over the years. Century 21, so bittersweet. I, I, I feel bad for her. For those who aren't aware, Century 21 is now gone out of business, which is like a complete shame because I feel like they've been there forever. And I don't know, I feel like that market, like TJ Maxx does very well. I know it's not TJ Maxx, but I, I just feel like that market uh, where she was putting herself is doing pretty well. Others would disagree with me, I guess, if you look at retail in general and department stores. But that whole bargain hunt element, uh, I thought it was doing good. Uh, but, you know, this was before the stores closed, so they couldn't address that at the reunion. But she did say she sold out online. So hopefully there's finally some revenue there for her. And I hope she can find her way. There are so many e-stores, so many online stores. I'd be curious to see where those brands that were at Century 21, where they migrate to, uh, because there's just so much like e-brands right now and, and e-stores. Uh, she'll find her way. Um, then we head into the drunk Dorinda segments, the angry drunk, looking back at all the angry moments, just a bad look for anybody. Whether you're a, a Dorinda fan or not, it was just a bad look. Uh, the yelling and the screaming, the slurring, you know, running around the Berkshires, basically, you know, throwing Luann out in the street in the dark like that. Uh, although Luann was leaving, I know that. But it just, it, none of it looked good. Um, Dorinda's defense was that she was overwhelmed, angry, and she didn't want to be there. Um, you know, I think this is all of us. I think we all have days at work where like, I just, I can't pull this off. I, I can't put on a smiling face. I, even now on a Zoom call or a Google Hangout, I'm like, how the hell fast can I get through this? Because I, I do have like so many of us, we have personal things going on. So maybe she was right. Maybe she, she, she should have taken this season off. Hard to do. Hard to step away from a job knowing that it might not come back. Um, I do believe that Dorinda looks at this job very much so as a, a part of her identity. And, um, you know, it's 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 going to be tough. But they say now that this is the best thing to ever happen to her. I don't know if you caught Bethany, but Bethany, I believe, had her on her podcast. She thinks that, you know, or, you know that Dorinda's only going to thrive and that she is. This is the best thing to happen to her. I, I don't really know. We'll see. It's, I think it's all too soon to tell. Uh, but Dorinda feels like Ramona made everything worse by not pulling her to the side and instead using, again, these tools against her to paint her negatively. And everybody did credit Lou as like, hey, you tried. You did pull her to the side. And Dorinda, you basically ripped her head off like twice. So I don't think that anyone could have handled Dorinda any better. I, I don't see it happening. I, I don't have any advice for anybody. I think they tried it just wasn't a good look. And apparently she feuded with producers behind the scenes. So this is a bigger problem than her feeling judged by Luann. So it's kind of sad, but it, I think it kind of cost her the job. Uh, Ramona then in, engages in this emotional, very fake emotion, claiming that Dorinda made her the season's punching bag after after Tinsley left. Oh, how terrible. And that's why she couldn't chat with her. Dorinda shut down at this point in the reunion. Papers flew from text messages that were later gathered by the card reader. Uh, and I, I mean, I don't know what that served, but, you know, Ramona figured out finally that you could bring some type of evidence and she tried 
Um, there's just no arguing with Dorinda, and it's a shame. There ultimately were apologies, but not the one that I predicted on this podcast. I really thought she was going to look at the into the camera or look at Andy and say, "Look, I have a lot of work to do. I've since you know reflecting on this season. You know, I feel much better. I apologize to everybody here. I apologize to you know the folks that we had to work with along the way. It just I didn't see the contrition that I thought we were going to get. At least the fakery of it all, you know, the token lines to save face." I didn't see them. So what else happens here? Aaliyah feels um, that she uh, would rather deal with an angry Dorinda versus a horrifically speaking Ramona. And, you know, Ramona's mouth got in the way of their relationship. But, you know, Leah, she's, I don't know, she lost me here when she said she doesn't feel like Dorinda hits below the belt. I mean, they all do. They're all encouraged to. I mean, even look at someone like Luann, who I, again, was saying she's like the voice of reason. She made a little bit of a dig at Leah's apartment. Uh, I think they all make digs. They all hit below the belt. Uh, And I think she quickly corrected herself when it comes to that uh, by reflecting on how Dorinda hit below the belt with Luann, with the drinking comments and the like. Uh, Dorinda agrees to move forward, though, um, she made a few, I put light apologies. Um, I will say it, I found the whole thing towards the end to be refreshing because they all walked out of there speaking to each other. Um, they all walked out of there, you know, having hashed out a lot. And I reflect on other shows like Beverly Hills, you know, even Potomac is arguably pretty sour right now with the fighting and Atlanta, look at Nini and how she left I I was just happy to see that these women were able to move on from this. And it was, they weren't all monsters. I, I just look at Beverly Hills and I just see them all as total, total monsters seeking like blood and venom. And I, I just like that this was, it didn't get that dark. I appreciate that in New York. That's what keeps this show good for me. That's why I keep watching. Um, final thoughts. We're given in the very final segment of the show, the last act. And, um, you know, a lot revolved around Dorinda. A lot revolved around her. A lot of the conversation. And it just made me question why they got rid of her. Because she did have a, such a big, big role this season and in the reunion. Uh, I think they're going to have a hard time tying Leah to the other women because Leah and Dorinda did kind of team up a little bit and they, they kind of saw each other toward the end. Um, I just wonder how Leah is going to maintain that connection to the group now with this, this second exit of the only other person she was tight with. So we'll have to see. By now we know Dorinda's not returning. Oh, I wouldn't be surprised if she popped up as a friend of, but what are we going to do? Get like four lines like we do with Jill. So we'll see. There's rumors out there that a woman of color is joining as a friend, as a cast member. Uh, let's hope. Let's hope there's some diversity, but also that the show can maintain the same kind of tone because I don't want the show to get too um, mean-spirited. So um, with that said... I enjoyed the season. My God, it's been this. Do you know this show has been airing since the beginning of quarantine? Um, I'm going to shut up now. I feel like I've talked everybody's ear off. But thank you for checking out this rundown. Um, I don't know if I'm going to run and do it again. We'll see. Um, again, I got a lot going on right now in my life that I'll fill you in on. But um, I'm, I'm, I hope to continue to do more because I love talking with you. Thank you for listening. Stay safe, stay healthy. And as always, I'll be back with more rants. Thank you.
This has been Grant's Rants. Support the Rants on Patreon at patreon.com slash Grant's Rants. Follow Grant on Twitter and Instagram at It's Grant's Rants. Cover art created by Howie Rone. Original theme music by Alexander Arntzen. The Grant Michael Collection. Oh, <laughs>